It's Oklahoma Archery. Everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahoma. Let's get it started. Welcome everybody to another Oklahoma Archery Podcast. I'm David Bosca. I'm No Nickel Neal. All right. Well, No Nickel Neal, we have got something going on. We've had a, some pro shooters on the show. We've talked. We've had the shooter spotlight get started. Now we're going to start with our shops. We're really happy and proud of all the shops we have in the state of Oklahoma. We have got the hottest up-and-coming shop in the Oklahoma City metro area. We have the owner of the shop, the purveyor. Well, sorry, the wife is not present. The husband is. So we will let Bryn Chapman come on board. And Bryn, tell us a little bit about yourself and your shop. Hey guys, I'm glad to be on. Um, and you know, uh, I've been in archery now going on 24, 25 years, somewhere in there. I lose count. I stopped counting after 20. Um, I, you know, I'm a South Louisiana boy. So, um, target archery wasn't big to us. So I kind of, when I moved up here and discovered target archery, it set me a, a fire and uh, yeah, I worked in the oil field. I was a para, a lot of people don't know, but I was a paramedic for 18 years. Um, I just actually let my license go. Um, and uh, man, that, the shop came about through a lot of dreaming. I honestly never thought we, I would ever do this as a living. Um, always enjoyed it, had fun working on bows. Um, cut my teeth in one of the best shops in the in the country, I think, at Bayou Land Bow Hunters down in Broussard, Louisiana. Um, and, uh, you know, COVID changed a lot for a lot of people. Um, and COVID really opened my eyes to um, corporate America and how you're just a number. And I just couldn't, couldn't deal with it anymore. So um, I can't treat people that way. And so I was actually backstory i was in college again finishing up my bachelor's degree and had to write a business plan for a capstone and uh i actually started the plan as a sporting goods store and kind of transferred it transitioned into archery only and uh when the numbers started getting plugged in i you know i saw a a very big gap in the market here that y'all were missing um having a pro shop like what we had back home and uh when the numbers plugged in it it looked very promising and i can tell you it's um it is it is a lot of hard work a lot of dedication um but it is one of the most fulfilling jobs i have ever had um getting people involved in archery are helping people that have been involved in archery you know um i've been blessed to meet a ton of great people and our shop is uh yeah i think dave hit the, the nail on the head we are probably the hottest up and coming um thing in the archery community in oklahoma and uh you know i'm, I'm beyond blessed the lord has blessed us uh beyond measure on this so so how long have you been open now? 
So we opened, our official open date was July 17th of 2021 was our grand opening. Um, and that's where I actually met, met you at Mr. David and, um, you know, a few others in staples in the archery community. And, uh, we've now surpassed two years, um, and working on year three and, um, man, we've got, we've got a lot of things coming in the works and, and happening, um, over the next couple months. There he is. Yeah. So you're, uh, you just blinked for a second. I got you. I, I still hear you. No, you're good. So the name of the shop is the Oakie Land Bow Hunters, but you guys have a pretty good target presence, uh, well rounded between you and Chris. I mean, you hit just about every ASA pro am. You guys hit. You hosted the uh, state OSAA through a Mark 3D tournament. You shot the field. You hosted. Uh, indoor southern sectionals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you guys, I don't know, it might be Oakland target archers pretty quick because you guys are, uh, you sure do a good job at catering to the folks that, that don't just shoot a bow three months out of the year. Right. And so our name, you know, the backstory on our name is it's a, it's a homage to where I learned it at Bayou Land Bow Hunters. You know, um, I approached him and you know, that was my kind of, hey, I want to, I know what you have. I want to make it here in Oklahoma. And so that's why our name is what it is. But we are, like you said, we are far from just only bow hunting. Um, now, I will say for me, target archery fills the void until October 1st, or in my case, it's becoming September 1st here recently because i tend to go to idaho and chase bears and um you know some other hunts that i get you know i'm blessed to get to take part of but yeah we have got a quite a target presence um and and it you know when i opened the shop that was the the one of the must-haves for us was i had to have an indoor range um, I felt like it was very crucial to the business um, and to our customers to have a place to get out the wind, the rain, you know, the hot summer days to come in and shoot. And so, you know, that was one of the big reasons we opened the range. And I, you know, I wanted to do jackpot shoots and have some fun with it, um, but I never thought it would the target side would take off like it has for us. It's just been amazing. Well, before we get too far down the road, and I want you to tell us um, what your hunting rig is and what your target rig is. But before we get too far down the road, you had mentioned that when you were still in college, that it was a business plan for, and I forget what it was. It was a capstone. A, capstone. Yeah. How did how did that get graded? What how'd you come out on that? <laughs> uh, I actually I actually made an A A plus on it. Um, <laughs> and you know I, I like to tell the story. You know a lot of people don't realize, but raising canes was actually that um, that was a a capstone project as well. Um, and he actually got a 
I want to say it was a C minus on it and basically got told nobody would ever do it. So mine was a little bit better. Um, I was a little bit better prepared. I had some insight in the industry that um, with my buddy, Brandon and them. And so I was able to plug, get a lot of numbers to plug in um, and make things happen. And, you know, my background prior to this, I, I spent 11 years um, managing paramedics as an operations manager and then as a regional manager running P&Ls and um, managing day-to-day operations and finances for one of the, for the largest safety company in the world. And so <laughs> when I was doing that, it, it taught me a lot about business and how to, how to plug numbers in and do budgets and such. And so I was, I was lucky to make an A on my, my presentation. Cool. Well, now back to the good stuff. Tell everyone what your hunting rig is. So I am currently rigged up. I took to Idaho. I just got back um, Sunday. I brought a phase four 33, um, running the QAD integrated rest with the 12 inch bridge lock front bar, eight inch bridge lock on the back, um, shooting twisted X strings on it, um, with Pierce LRT 300s and shooting G5 M3 broadheads and tack 2.75s on the back. So that was my setup for Idaho. Um, I bet money before we get to October, that bow will probably be sold. <laughs> Typically how it happens. Um, I have in the back I, of the shop, I have a, uh, a Bowtech SS34 rigged up right now or in the process of getting rigged up um, that I plan to hunt with as well for deer season. So I really like both draw cycles and how both bows shoot. Um, they both shoot phenomenal for me. Um, so I'm just gonna, you know, I, I'm gonna try to stick to only two hunting bows this year. Typically it's been four and five and it, it'll probably end up that way. Somebody walks in, shoots my setup, falls in love with it and buys it from me on the spot. So everything I, I've, y'all heard me say it and I'll, I'll say it here, everything I have archery wise has a price on it. Everything I have is for sale. So in, including your knowledge, uh, including my knowledge, <laughs> I, it, it's not as great as, as yours is. Oh, hell as yours, Dave, but it's, uh, it's definitely, I feel, I feel blessed just to been a sponge and absorb. And I still do. I learn every day doing this, you know, there's things that, that I figure out every day. I'm like, Oh, wow. Never thought of doing that and doing this. And, you know, so it's a, it's a very humbling game. <laughs> Tuning bows is. Well, tell us about your target rig. So right now I'm kind of target bowless. I am waiting on the new Matthews title to come in. Okay. Um, well, I, what, 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 what'd you finish with this last year? So I shot this year, I started with a TRX 40, um, shot indoor, actually shot my first 300 round, couple 300 rounds with it, um, made the, the shoot down quite a bit in the, uh, 
in the jackpots. And then as we went into 3D season, I wanted to try a 38 G2. Um, and when I did, I literally put it in my hands and, um, you know, here comes that discovery. I discovered I like very equal limb deflections across the bow and sh shot it 20 times, 30 times and felt like it shot better than my 40 did. And so I took it to Foley shot. Okay. At Foley. Um, and then really started getting behind it and, and, putting the time in, you know, the weather started getting better out here and where we could shoot. And, um, so I shot a TRX 38 G2 and a lot of people will know it because I actually ran black and white limbs on it, um, to get that limb deflection. I had to do some, some crossing over with a TRX 40 limb, um, but made it work and it shot phenomenal for me. And, uh, I actually just sold it and I'm waiting on the new title to come in. Well, what's your goal for that? How, how, how are you hearing or what are you thinking that you want to start with on that for say arrow selection? So I'm probably going to, I've kind of been on the fence. If I want to go back to victory or if I want to stick with gold tips again, gold tips have done um, really well for me. I really like the 30 X arrows. Um, I shoot the 30 X's really well, um, for 3d. Um, and then of course I shoot known. So I, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of speed for, um, for a thicker shaft. Um, but going into indoor, I'll probably be back on triple X's. Um, I may even go to VTAC 27s. I had good luck with them in the past. Um, but I'm thinking I'm probably going to be back on gold tip. Um, I just, I like how the arrow flies for me. It flies really well. Um, I run tack veins. Um, so my indoor setup will probably be pretty similar to what I ran last year. Um, tack three, seven fives in a three fletch configuration and, uh, on gold tip triple X's. Um, and I, I'm pretty excited. I'm actually going to, gonna run the bridge lock bars on the the title and see how they run for me on indoor well you you'd mentioned that on your hunting boat you just got back with what what is it about those i know the their target ones are going to be made different or out of a different material but what did you see see on that versus screwing something into that thread you know honestly i, I can't say you know you really feel in the the shot um i just feel like the the bow's more centered with me it's more in line at the i'm actually running the bar a lot closer on the back bar um i think just everything being in line with each other running the bridge lock site and the bridge lock bar in the front and <laughs> while you know your front one's always screwed in in the middle I think it being integrated in really helps with some of the vibration that you get, but also helps with the bow, how the bow actually holds. Um, it's a little bit lower in the, the riser, 
than where their normal mountain hole is. So I feel like maybe that could change a little bit of how the boat holds. But I'll tell you, my phase 433 holds phenomenal. At 60 yards, I'm putting them in a Morel um, high roller at 60 yards with broadheads, um, which is, is pretty incredible for me. I've, I've never been able to do that. You know, field tips, I can shoot them all day, but broadheads, and the bow just holds real still. And I, that's only I can really attribute to the, what the bridge lock system does is it just it brings everything into one melded unit. So you're pretty uh pretty in on the Matthews, huh? Not gonna not gonna be switching brands anytime soon. Uh, you know, I shoot what what shoots the best for me. You know, I'm not under contract with any manufacturer. Um, you know, I, I did try the Elite Verdict. Um, Chris had really good success with it this past year. Um, so kind of got to talking, tried it. Um, my score stayed about the same um, when I did shoot it. And uh, so when I did shoot it, it, it shot decent for me, but I just, it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my Matthews. Now I'm not saying a Botech won't, won't be in the realm this year. Um, I didn't get to play with one because we got him late in the season, but um, I am intrigued with the Botex. I've shot a couple of them, rigging them up, and um, I'm I like how they shoot. Botex and I get along really well. But your your favorite brand to tune is is the Hoyts. Is that is that what I'm? As the shop owner during crunch time, you know, you really like those ones that come in and shoot good right out of the box because it, it saves you time on the on the front end I don't, let's just put it like this it takes me longer to get a hoyt tune than it does a matthews or a Botech, buddy <laughs> but i will tell you hoyts have gotten better they i like their new shim system they have um it make it does make it a lot easier to just flip shims not having to deal with a bunch of different shims in my hand and all that. So, um, I am, I am in liking them. Um, and, and Hoyt makes a phenomenal bow. Unfortunately, you know, the position we're in with, <coughs> you know, where there's a couple other, well, there's one other dealer. We'll say there's a store that carries them and I ain't afraid to throw that pipe bomb. Um, there's a store that sells them but they don't rig them up or, or do anything with them. And, um, eventually, you know, Hoyt will, we'll, we'll probably have Hoyt in the store. Oh, I've, I've already, I've messaged big cat about it. I said, I ain't going to leave you alone until you call my boy Bren back and ship him half a truckload of bows. Cause we, yeah. uh, we got us a little bet going on here. Bren said, if I can't get Hoyt by the end of this indoor season to ship their bows to get sold in his shop, He's going to send me one of them Matthews titles for free to shoot. 
and I'm gonna have to shoot. I'm gonna have to shoot it for 3D next year if they don't they don't play ball by the end of indoor season. So we're we're playing we're playing for keeps now. Neil will be shooting a title. Neil Neil's gonna shoot one. Neil's gonna shoot one of Bryn's titles out there. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll have. I should have three of them. I've lost him. Have you, Neil? No. Yeah. There, we go. He's, there you go. I bet he's home. It's probably his Wi-Fi is picking him up. That's what it so is. So you My got you got three you got three titles on on the way. And who's who's getting them? I know everybody's over all your all your uh, your massive pro shooters is all fighting over them. I know Dan's probably got one. Uh, you know the highest bidder, man. That's how. It, that's how it, <laughs> uh, no, you know, um, we have a couple pro staffers that are, um, are, you know, looking at them, but these are going to be more for our customer base to, uh, to test shoot, see how they like them. Um, and if they want to order them, I mean, we've already, I, heck I've already gotten three of them on pre-order, um, just because of some of our staff shooters, but you know, this bow's going to be. From what I'm hearing, um, extremely forgiving bow um, is going to change the forgiving market on bows. So, so speaking of you, you we know obviously Matthews and Bowtech and and Elite. Um, we talked about your shop. Is that the three lines that the major lines that you're carrying right now, Brian? Well, so I guess we'll go ahead and. Uh, and we'll let the cat out the bag in a big way on your podcast. So y'all are getting this exclusive. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Here we go. Look out. Here we go. So um, it's it's we've done a lot of consideration. We've looked at this um, very deeply. And uh, we made the choice. We're bringing PSE on board um, to be a part of our, our product line. Um they have a really great product out there right now. Um, they, I feel like they make a solid, solid bow. Their customer service is good. Um, so we're going to bring them on board and see how well they sell. Um, you know, uh, I've got a Mach 34 that arrived today and an Omen. Um, but we're going to, the new ones will be getting dropped, I believe they told me mid-October. Uh, so... Um, we will be ordering, which I, I already kind of know what's coming. Um, and it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be a hot bow. It's going to be a hot bow. They're, they're going to hunting bow, hot hunting bow, hot hunting bow. There we go. That's all you Look, need to say. Target have, have performed, you know, very well for years and years. Yeah. Um, oh, PSE is a staple. Um, I know they, you know, some people have their, their feelings, and I, I had my feelings about them. There was a time. I, there's a, a timeline of PSEs I do not like to draw back and shoot. Um, that with that said, these new bows, these new cams they have, the E2, the EC2, and the S2 cams. Um, they they give an option for everybody, and that EC2 cam is a phenomenal drawing cam. So, um, we're, we're bringing them in. Um, we will have, 
um, the carbon lineup as well as their flagship aluminum lineup. Um, we're going to bring in some, some of the knock-on stuff um, to get some of the knock-on bows and, and John Dudley's stuff. Um, you know, I had a, a really great conversation with him um, back during the Total Archery Challenge. And uh, he's actually the one kind of, hey, look, look, give him a chance. Take a look at him. I, I kind of was nervous about PSE for a while. Um, so we're, we're happy to announce that we will be carrying the PSE line. We will be a full-fledged dealer for him. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Congratulations completely on that. Yeah. Well, you guys well, went from being the new guy on the block to carrying just about every major flagship bow out there. That's in less, what, two two years and change? Two years, two months? That's pretty good. Roughly, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. And you were telling me the other day you're, what, top top Matthews dealer in the state, number top, top 100 in the nation? We are, last I was checked, we're number one in Oklahoma. And I think we're somewhere in the 80s, mid-80s for the U.S., you know, we've uh, we've done really, really well with Matthews. Of course, this area, you know, it, it you have to give it to Matthews marketing for one. They do a phenomenal job at marketing. But this has been a very hot and heavy Matthews area, um, this part of the United States. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't something that we had to come in and really grow. We just had to have the product and the right sales mentality like we have to um make it continue being a success and it has it's it has been been well, fun. Say, o o oklahoma's been the what bottom three in the nation in public education for 15 years it's just uh, it, it follows logically that we're all going to want a matthews i mean you can't you can't get as far down that list as we are not want to buy one of them boat anchors hey Maybe a boat anchor, but it shoots. That's all I'm saying. As long as the fish are biting, that's all good, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who's? I haven't seen a Hoyt on a podium yet this year in ASA. I don't think. Maybe Hacker got got lucky in one. Yeah, Hack, Hacker's always up. He's 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 in the conversation. Don't don't worry. When it, when your jackpot starts up, old Colby will be in. Colby Crooks will be in from Stillwater. Oh, he he'll be there to take all our money. I, do, I, I I believe it. I don't think anybody bleeds Hoyt more than he does, and you. So <laughs> I enjoy up on y'all. Oh man! So talking talking a little bit about what because I know I know you're in the middle of hunting season right now. So you've been tying in peep sites and putting QADs on till your fingers bleed. Coming up on indoor season, what what is your shop going to be hosting? Tell tell us a little bit about the the weekly the jackpots, the league. I know last year you did a dare target league. You did a five spot league. What what are we looking at here in the next couple months when these guys come? crawl out of the tree stand, you know, take their big buck pictures. And once that's that, once they leave the taxidermy, when does indoor season start? Cause I know Dave's about to burst over here. If we have to talk so, any more about hunting bows. So for us, indoor season usually starts, we start cranking it up in mid October. Um, we'll start our Wednesday night jackpots, um, which if anybody's ever shot our jackpots, we give the highest payout 
of any jackpots. It's 75%. You know, I don't do it for, you know, to make a ton of money on. I do enough to cover the cost of targets and, um, you know, scorecards and we pay it back. You know, um, we want guys to come in and, and, and y'all have both shot in them and they're fun. You know, it's a fun time. You get the bow hunter guys in with their bows um, coming off a of deer season or, you know, hey, some of them are, are still hunting, you know, and they're bringing their bows in and shooting, flipping over to field points and and shooting um, indoor with us. But we'll start that. Our jackpots are all three-spot jackpot shoots. Um, we shoot the 300 round um, with the Lancaster um, shoot-up. And then um, we'll start probably early November – um, maybe late October, just kind of depends what the schedule looks like. I'm doing a, we're going to probably do me and Chris, were talking about doing, um, a couple different rotating target leagues this year, but I think we're going to probably start with a 300 league. Um, and then we may go after that one concludes, uh, depending what the timeline looks like, we may go into, um, five spot, five spot leagues are, man, they're, I hate to say it, they're rough, you it's know, grueling, very grueling, very the pump out 60 arrows in, in a two hour time span is, is hard. Um, and it scores really fluctuate, but, um, you know, we have some guys that really like to shoot it and love the NFAA stuff. And then we have, you know, right. On the end, we'll probably do another dare league where we shoot the dare targets as we're getting warmed up for 3D, you know, getting used to aiming off center and aiming at a uh, at a spot. So, you know, we, we tend to do a few different leagues and um, and the jackpot shoots, man, there. If anybody's never been the one, they need to come. Um, it's a blast. The music's playing. You know, uh, everybody's joking, laughing, having a good time. You know, we get a little serious with it. And there's there's some of us that will, will you know, get frustrated when we're, we're shooting bad. But for the most part, everybody has fun. It's, it's a good time. And, um, you know, it's a great way to meet people in the community. You know, um, I, I think it's it brings everybody that's in archery together and, and we have fun with it. Um, you know, you're not out there competing. Yeah. You know, the money is, is one thing, but you know, we got the title belts and stuff like that, that we do for the, for the winners to take pictures with weekly. And then we do our classic at the end. Um, you know, we're planning, I know indoors coming up. Uh, there's quite, there's talk about maybe the frozen Oki, not occurring um, because of, you know, the passing of uh, Sean Thompson. But um, if I've, I've basically had a conversation with Joe, if um, Ken and them feel like they, they can't host it because it's too much work, I'm willing to step in and host the Frozen Oki um, at Oki Land. Um, we're also talking about bringing the Oklahoma Classic back this year.
um, which, you know, if we can do that, we'll start marketing it in November um, and, and getting sponsors together for um, to have a pretty good pot for that shoot as well. You know, so um, that's going to be another indoor tournament. I think I heard the Iowa Pro-Am got nixed this year. So we uh, that may be a date that we can fill in with the Oklahoma Classic and maybe bring in some pro shooters. I think that's cool. I think that's great plans. Um, but, but I think you're absolutely right. You, now's the time to get it on everybody's calendar. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We're just trying to right now. And, you know, I want to thank every single one of our customers, but we're, you know, we, this is not a knock. You don't think you're bothering us, but we're, we're just trying to keep our heads above water for the next couple of weeks with bows, getting strings done. You know, it's like Chris said, when he was on, you know, it's, it's busy. And, And when I say busy, it's I'm usually up at five o'clock in the morning heading in and I've there's a couple nights I haven't left until 10 30 11 o'clock at night just working on trying to stay in front of of string changes and stuff like that so you know um you know I know people come into our shop and I just want to say this you know we we strive to greet everybody make sure everybody knows that that we have seen them we know they're there um sometimes things slip we apologize for that we're human um but the thing with our shop and um all of our customers that deal with us can attest to it we give everybody the same amount of attention and um that attention to detail that we are have come become known for you know so if you're coming into us and seeing us and there's a line, I promise you the wait is worth it. Um, you can go other places, but there's a reason there's not a line there. There's a line at Oki land and it's because of um, how we do business and how we, we conduct ourselves and how we treat each person that comes in and how we get their bows set up. You know, we, we will work, hours at a time sometimes to get something done the right way. It may be after hours, but we'll get it done. We'll figure it out. Those long hours, man, are the unwritten, unknown, unappreciated time that business owners do, isn't it? Things You and I know this. Uh, Neil knows it because he works with a lot of them in his, his world, but most people that clock in, clock out, and go do a retail job someplace or, 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 or the white collar, they don't get the, the time frame. The, the, just because you're up at 6.30, man, you're already rolling through emails. People don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, and, you know, it, it's, you know, I get it. I, was, I worked the nine to five, um, and I knew going into this, it was going to be a lot of hard work. I, I had you know, my best friend, Brandon, he told me, he said, you're about to learn what it's like to work your butt off. And, you know, granted, Brandon's in a position now, he's actually stepping back from his business and able to let some guys run it and 
he can focus on some other stuff that he's been wanting to do. Um, but we're not there yet. We're, I am there day in, day out. Um, the only time I'm not there is either one, I'm hunting somewhere or two, I'm bedridden sick. Um, you know, I don't, I don't get the luxury of days off and, Oh, I don't feel like going in today. I'm going to call in sick. You know, uh, that's, I'm, I'm there every day. You know, I try to take advantage when I can take some, some rest and get off early. But at the end of the day, it's, this is my baby. And I, and I love what I do. I do. I love it completely. Um, I, I love the satisfaction on customers' faces and the relief that they get when they come in and their bows gets turned around and shooting right. You know, I love when I get a new shooter in and I give them a lesson and it can be all of a five minute. Hey, this is how you need to hold the bow. This is how you need to anchor. Um, you know, I feel like you've kind of gotten pretty good doing the crash course. You're new to hunt, new to shooting a bow. Here's the, here's where we got to start. And, uh, when, when they go and shoot that first X and they're our Robin hood and arrow, you know, they, uh, it's gratifying for me, you know, to, to see them do that and, and know that they chose us to do that because it's a choice. Um, I, it makes me even more appreciative of, of what I do and in the business that we're, we're building here. Yeah. And to stay, take it even a step further, Bryn, it's a it's a family dedication because let's be real, the opposite side, the spouse side, they have got to dedicate other things that you're having to leave alone because you are at the shop. Um, Correct. It, it, explain that to just a little bit of it's not just that you may have the knowledge, you may have the money, and you may have a location but the ownership that comes with it for the whole family, the whole family's ownership to make this work is what it is. Let's say per, let's say someone's thinking about opening one in their local shop or their local town. Just to explain, man, it's it the, the, the family dedication and, and maybe it'll make them think just a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my wife is the rock of our household. There's no doubt about it. Amber absolutely takes care of the household while I'm working. You know, now this time of year, she understands when I say I'm going to be late, it's, there's no choice. It's, well, I've got to be there, you know, but the family aspect, if you don't have a family that supports you, um, you know, and, and you got to be willing, you got to understand you're going to miss things. You're going to miss you know, I miss my daughter going to ballet and gymnastics and I try to make it when I can, but I miss a lot of that. You know, my son spends a lot of time at the shop, but I miss things he's doing because I'm not able to be home at right at six o'clock in the evening. You know, um, I try to make, make events, but you know, my wife, she, she does a lot around the house. She, <clears throat> she does a lot of errand and rat killing for us. You know, when I need, I can't get away. She's, she's there for me. Um, you know, and 
you know, we just look it, my daughter just had, had her tonsils removed yesterday, you know? And so my wife's been home with her today and, you know, I, I'm just getting home and they're, they're ready. You know, she's ready to go to bed already, you know? So it's a, it's a lot of sacrifice. There's days I don't see my wife and my daughter. I come home and they're already in bed and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go wake them up and, you know, I, do my thing, come home, relax, and climb and try to get in bed as early as possible just to get some rest and get back after it the next day, you know. Um, it, it's it's not an easy venture. You know, owning no. your own business, there's a lot of stress that goes into it. You know, am I going to make it? Am I going to Is it, am I gonna make enough to pay this bill, you know, next month? And at the end of the day, when you do it the right way and you have a great support system, it does make it a little bit easier, but it's still, you know, like you said, Dave, you've, you've grown your business to, to where it's at. And it takes a long time. It, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. You know, um, it's the hours I've put into this. Um, I've probably put, probably triple the hours that I ever put in working in corporate America. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, I, I'm there's, there's nights I've come home and I'm ordering, doing orders while I'm sitting here just trying to relax just cause I've got to get it done, but I don't want to sit there at the shop. I want to try to be home with my family, you know? So, there's sacrifices there that you've got to make. And if you're not willing to make those sacrifices, your, your business won't make it. You have to be willing to make sacrifices. Yeah. And you know, I, I came, I worked offshore. So I've missed birthdays. I've missed, you know, anniversaries and get togethers and family gatherings, you know, because I'm stuck offshore. So my mind mindset and, when it comes to work, I'm there to work. We got to get it done. Nobody's going to, in my opinion, you know, I can ask somebody, but nobody's going to do it like I want it done. Um, you know, Chris and I, a as a team, Chris and I work phenomenal. And I'm extremely blessed to have somebody like Chris working with us. You know, Ethan and those guys helped us tremendously. But, you know, Ethan's following a career path. So is Connor. Connor's a firefighter and he's studying, you know, he's studying his butt off to take a sergeant exam. Um, so, you know, war uh, torn closing their doors, their pro shop um, was a blessing for us by getting Chris and being able to have Chris. And, you know, like Chris said, he's not getting to shoot his bow as much, but we're, we're, burning through the midnight oil and getting it done. And it's gratifying, you know, when we get those, thank you, you know, we get a good review on Google. We get a, a, you know, seeing all the love when somebody says, Hey, I need an archery shop to go to. And you get on Facebook and you're leading the charge with 27 people telling, go to Oakland, they'll get you taken care of. I, I never would have dreamed that, you know, Two, two and a half years ago, almost three years ago, when I started 
putting it all to putting the pen to paper, I never dreamed we'd be where we are. And, you know, it's God has blessed us. I have to give a give, you know, the credit to, to the Lord. He's he's blessed us in ways that I I never thought we would get blessed. Well, I don't want everybody on this podcast to think that this is a gloom and glory um, uh, uh, world it's of art. It is. It's not. It's great. It's a roller coaster ride, and I love it. I absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I wake up every day invigorated. I don't wake up and say, "Oh, I got to go to work." I am happy to go to work every day. I'm happy to do what I do. When I walk in that shop, you know, I turn those lights on. I cannot wait for that first customer to come in, you know, and, and I've made really good friends through the business. And, you know, I, it's, it's for me, it's, I wouldn't want to do anything else now. This is what I want to do. The yeah, rest of I, my can, I can absolutely understand you standing behind the counter and getting that jolt of coffee style um, excitement when Neil walks in carrying his Hoyt and you're sitting there laughing to yourself thinking that's funny. The man thinks he's going to shoot a 300 today with that. I know that's what you're thinking. It's usually multiple Hoyts. It's usually, it's usually not just the one I've been trying to get a few reps in with my hunting bow, um, sitting down at when I'm going to be up off the ground that here in about what, what was this? 21st, about nine, 10 days from now. So I've been, I've been shooting in a chair, uh, but we, we hammered some, don't worry, Dave, we hammered some indoor yesterday. You know, we're, we're back in the two nineties. So it feels, feels good to be on the upward trajectory. Um, but Brian, you've got a, a, a good handful. I mean, you, I don't, how many pro shooters or how many pro staffers do you have now? Well, probably between 20 and 30. We have several. No, not that many. Um, you know, we, we have several shop shooters, um, that represent us in various degrees and forms, um, of sponsorship and assistance. And, you know, I'm very, I try to be very meticulous about who we, we have on our team. Um, you know, I'm blessed that, um, Aaron Glass allows me to sponsor him on his side of it. Aaron's been around for a great number of years shooting 3d in target. Um, you know, uh, Ronnie Plummer, who's my travel. Everybody knows he's my travel partner. Um, we traveled all the ASAs together. Um, but a phenomenal shooter, um, really good at judging. Um, he just stepped off into the semi pro this year and, uh, I'm telling you, he really impressed me. Um, and then, you know, I've got Chris that, you know, he is, when it comes to field and shooting USA archery and like 900s, the 900 rounds and stuff, um, he's very, very good at what he does. Um, he puts time in, he, he's the one that drove me to, to practice as hard as I did this last indoor season. Um, and to accomplish that 300 goal, you know, I honestly got to a point as I was stagnant, like 297s. Um, and one day I got so close and realized, you know what, I can do it. I just, I got to stop thinking about it. And I did it. And, you know, then I've got several, um, I've got one young gentleman, Nathan McMurtry, um, this kid, 
he when he's on, he is on. Um, he can shoot 900 um, games in the on indoor, and uh, that's pretty impressive to watch. Um, and then you know I've got got some others. I've got some bow hunters. I've got Clayton Duval. He's one of my um, my pro staffers for the hunting side of it. Um, while he shoots indoor, um, I, I support him on his hunting side. Um, we actually just signed a deal with um, Brandon Pennell, the uh, the storm tracing chaser. Most people know him as Pennell, but it's actually Pennell. But um, we just signed signed a deal with him in advertising slash, you know, we're working with him now on, and uh, he'll be shooting a bow sponsored by us this year. And, you know, I'm actually talking to a couple TV shows to become their pro, pro shop. So, um, you know, we're, we're working pretty hard at it. And, and I'll tell you, these guys that shoot for me, they all work very hard at it. I mean, Neil, I, I'll tell you, Neil, you're on my, you, you wear our Jersey, you support us and you're one of our shop shooters, even though you shoot them nasty hoids, can't peel them out your hand, but you know, no, all joking aside, Neil, I, I like you shoot hoids. It actually gives me a chance to play with them to be completely honest. <laughs> um, I mean, we've, we've had them all the way, we've had them all the way apart back there trying to figure out, you know, how, where's this shim go? Where's this one go? I shot, I shot a bow all 3d season and I, it was probably a month or two ago. We were going to, we were going to shim the cams over on it and we looked down there and after shooting it for eight, I shot it for part, ha, half an indoor season and all of 3d season. And we looked down there in the cam pocket and it didn't have shim in it. It was, it was, it was straight up missing one. And, yeah. you know, that's, it, it being able to have a pro shop where you can get behind the counter and, you know, you got Chris waving you in, but come, come back here and, you know, shoot through paper. Let's, let's put it on the press. Let's, let's dig into it. Having somewhere that's, that's willing to, you know, roll your sleeves up and, and tear one, tear into one of these things. Cause a, a, a lot of pro shops around, around here, they don't want to do that. They want to sell you something. They want to sell you the accessories, slap it on there and get you out the door before you figure out. I just can't shoot or it ain't, it ain't tuned right. Or these arrows are overspined or underspined. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of corner skipping out there that you really, you know, you can't be intimidated by the target archers that are hanging out there. Like we were, we were in there yesterday, you know, just chit chatting with people that were, you know, coming in and you guys were back there in the war room and, and me and Dan were out there, you know, tell, telling people how to rotate the peep side around and, you know, take, put it in the press and put, take, take a twist out of the top or put one in the bottom, just trying to get, you know, simple stuff done. And that's the, that's the best part of it is when you've been through learning these things hands-on that you can have somebody come in and here, I know, I know what that, I know what you need to do. You know, I think it was probably maybe a year, year and a half ago. You, you told me, it's like, I want you guys to come be, you know, all, all these guys that, that, you know, that shoot archery every day, people like Dan, uh, you know, Larry and Kyle, people like that. It's like, I want, I want this place to be where y'all come hang out. 
Like, I want this to be the, the spot where you guys come and, and the knowledge just kind of trickles down when you're in that environment, you know, like you learn, you learn stuff from people that are hanging out there where it's not a, you know, he shoots better than me, so he ain't going to help me or, you know, he doesn't have time, this and that, like you really have like fostered an environment of archers helping archers that you don't see that at a lot of other places in, in the state. No, and that that is, and that's what I wanted. You know, I, I tell people when I grew was growing up, you know, I your your dad went to the barber shop and hung out, and that's where they, you know, talked and kind of hung out on Saturday mornings, got their hair cut, and that's what I wanted. Our bow shop back home at Bayou Land, you went to the bow shop after work, and you hung out until it was time to go home. Or if you didn't have to go home that evening, you know, for whatever reason, you didn't have family at home, somebody was out of town or something, you hung out at the bow shop until it closed, you know. you. But it was that same mentality, hey, man, I see you struggling a little bit. Let me help you out a little bit. You this. You know, and that was the kind of the what I wanted and, and dreamed and envisioned our range to be like. You know, people helping people, you know what? We're all in this together. We're all there. We all share one common love and that's shooting bows. You know, I don't care if you shoot a crossbow, you shoot a Hoyt, you shoot a Matthews, a Bowtech, or you shoot a recurve or longbow, a traditional bow. I love having them in there because I always tend to learn stuff, you know, um, having traditional guys come in. I've learned a ton of stuff about traditional archery from some of the ones like Mr. David Mullen. I mean, uh, Mr. Richard Mullen that comes in, he, Mr. Richard has taught me a lot about the traditional side of archery. And I'll, I've said this, I'll say it again. I believe Oklahoma has the largest traditional following of traditional archery in probably the United States. Uh, there, everywhere as you turn, there's traditional shooters. You know, um, you go to, I, just when you see them turn out at the tournaments, you know, it's impressive. So, you know, that's what we wanted to foster was that that welcoming environment, not walking in like you're bothering somebody. You know, now I'm not saying we don't have some, some, customers or you know some people that that feel that way but at the end of the day everybody wants to um everybody wants to uh to help everybody you know just like dan coming in dan's dan's become a staple in the store you know and i love having dan gaston in there um i don't expect anything out of him but i can ask him hey dan can you give me a hand with this or you mind helping sight this guy in? And I can do it with, with any of the guys, Kyle, Ronnie, Kirk, you know, um, anybody's willing, everybody's willing to jump in and help us. And, you know, that's where it's, it's a family to me. You know, this is my archery family and man to have that is, you know, you're only as, as strong as your village and, and our village is pretty strong right now. And I'm, I'm very, very blessed by that. It, it's just a, 
it's an environment you can bring just about any problem to. I had I had Dan and Kyle helping me one day. Um, kid named Carson Jacobs. He's uh, he's the new coach at the uh, Southwestern Christian Archery team, and we were setting him up a uh, a light for his his indoor pen. And he was talking about what different colors he could run to it because those uh, zeros, you can uh, change the color on them. So we get his fiber all run in there and we're showing him how to change the different colors. And turns out after about 30 minutes of this, he says, I'm colorblind. I can't. I can't. (laughs) So we had it rigged up where he could see. I don't know if it was green or blue. And we were trying to make it really pop on that yellow. So his uh, his pin would be visible to him. And we got it all figured out and situated and hooked it up and turned it on. He's uh, out of the blue. He goes, I'm I'm colorblind, guys. I can't see that. (laughs) And just have have to call Dan and Kyle to come bail me out, you know, get get in there trying to help somebody. But that's you know, it's a it's everybody getting better together kind of thing. I mean, I've had, I've had coaching from, you know, Chris Sanders, Chris Hammond. I've been coached by a lot of people in there that are, you know, figuring out ways to do it and ways not to do it. And when they're, when they're there every week and they, you know, they see you struggling or you finally kind of, you know, you break three good ones and go pull them. They're like, here you go. That's, that's the way to do it. I mean, nobody, nobody's better at picking me up than uh, Dustin Crowley. Every, every time you make a good shot, he goes, there you go. That's, that's like you, that's the way to do it. And it just, you know, without that, I think it would probably be impossible to shoot target archery. So uh, all the, all the hunting bow stuff withstanding, I mean, you and your, you and your guys, your staff, your, your, your people that hang out there regularly are, you know, they're not just coaching you you know, with your form, they're coaching you with your mental side of your game. And when all else fails, let's, let's take the click out of that hinge. You know, let's like, you know, when, when all else fails, let's, let's go back to the equipment. You so, know, I hate clicking the hinge. I do not like it. It's, no. it creates target panic in, in so many. So it's, you know, yeah, you know, it's our, it's our, it's how we fostered that, that relationship and you know like dustin said he's dustin's one of the best guys i know for picking you up when you're having a down down time so um sorry the the little ones she's ready for me (laughs) inside so but no she uh you know it's 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 a it's a family it's a community and you know, I invite anybody and everybody to come out to Okie Land. Come shoot. If you've never been there, just come shoot around with us. You know, come in, stop in. I promise you, you'll be welcome. Um, you know, we'll, this time of year, I have to tell the customers, just be patient with us. So, yeah. But well, well, let's let's get ready to wrap this up. Sound like you got lots of good stuff. Yeah, let me tell everybody where they can follow you first, and then where to go find you. So you can find us on Facebook um, at on okilandbowhunters.com, and then we're located at 325 Opportunity Drive in Norman, on uh, at the cross of Sooner uh, Sunny Lane. And Indian Hills. Come on, baby. Give that little lady a big old hug for us. Yes, I do. Um, So you bet. And we appreciate appreciate you taking what 
We appreciate you taking what little time you do have for, for the Oklahoma Archery Podcast. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great night. You bet. Take care, Bryn. Later, Bryn.